Welcome to our noontime webinar. I'm Dr. Jill Brooks, Director of Education for First Healthcare Compliance. At First Healthcare Compliance, we're here to help you with a comprehensive compliance management solution tailored to your business, be it a hospital, hospital network, healthcare practice of any size, billing company, or skilled nursing facility. For these webinars, we bring experts in from around the country to cover a variety of compliance topics. We are so pleased today to have Ben Moore from Telmedic, one of our partners, presenting why secure text messaging is failing hospitals. Ben Moore is the founder and CEO of Telmedic. His passion and experience lies in driving product innovation, establishing market strategy, and building high-performance teams. In early 2012, after talking to several healthcare institutions about their current page and prey communications methods, he learned that there was an opportunity to dramatically improve healthcare communications and ultimately patient outcomes. The result was one of the first secure healthcare communications apps, Smart Pager. Ben holds a bachelor's degree in systems engineering from the University of Waterloo and a degree in pragmatic product management and has played key management roles in two high growth technology success stories, Desire to Learn and Red Knee, acting in product, business, and team leadership positions. He has also authored patents in location-based emergency messaging. Before I turn it over to Ben, I just want to let you know that a copy of his slides are available for download in the control panel. Go ahead, Ben. Great, uh, Jill, thank you very much, and thank you to all the attendees uh, on the webinar today. As Jill said, I'm going to be pre uh, presenting the topic of why we see secure texting apps are failing hospitals and healthcare organizations. Uh, just before I start, a little bit about our company. We are a HIPAA-compliant solution that simplifies care coordination. All of our software runs on modern cloud-based and mobile frameworks. We've been in business since 2012. We now work with over 300 healthcare organizations across the country, and every day our solutions impact over 80,000 end users. We can be found in some of the largest integrated delivery networks in the country, uh, all the way down to large group practices. But before I start today's topic, a little personal story about what I refer to as pager culture and how we got started in this, in this market. When my daughter was born uh, in 2010, there was quite a complicated uh, pregnancy and my wife ended up getting admitted to the hospital for close to eight weeks uh, with a severe post-surgical infection. During that time, I witnessed a lot of breakdowns in communication from nurse to doctor, doctor to doctor, and nurse to nurse. And I found it quite striking because the pager was sort of the state-of-the-art communication device in the hospital environment for physicians, where this was just the year that the iPad had been released uh, to the market by Apple. So it was kind of ironic that my wife was able to use an iPad in the hospital bed uh, to enter interact with her friends on social networks, but the doctors and nurses were playing telephone tag um, using pagers and telephones, and this really drove home the, the fact that something needed to change in healthcare. So what did change? Uh, I'm going to just 
give you a really brief technical overview because my topic today is why secure texting apps are failing hospitals. But before we can get to that topic, I want to discuss what ha what was going on for communication before these secure texting apps. So the state of the art is uh, a number of physicians and clinicians, mainly doctors, using their own personal devices in the workplace. Some will have an Android device, others will have uh, an iPhone device, and they'll be sending text messages potentially across networks using the SMS text messaging on the phone. Well, the problem with that is those text messages, text messages will traverse multiple carrier networks. In this illustration, you see Verizon and AT&T, a text message that might have patient health information traversing those networks. So in this case, you have a message from one doctor to another regarding patient doe and that's typed out on the Android phone and then it gets sent through Verizon. It get, actually gets stored in a database on that carrier while it's transmitted to AT&T where it's stored in another database and then finally onto uh, the iPhone of the other recipient. It could be a nurse or a doctor. Well, there's some huge issues with that approach. Uh, one of them, of course, is that you have a non-secured channel with potentially um, uh, the use of uh, PHI or protected health information being conveyed across that channel. But as importantly, there's a lot of missing controls. So if this is uh, in a hospital environment, the hospital has no control over the data flow. They have no control over the retention of those messages. And from a clinical delivery point of view, there's not necessarily a way for the Android user on the left to see that the uh, iPhone user on the right has received that message. As a result of this, uh, the Joint Commission has really cracked down on the use of secure texting uh, in a hospital environment, or sorry, text messaging in a hospital environment. I'm going to talk about the Joint Commission ruling on this uh, a bit later and how those issues can be resolved. But, but more importantly, this, this very uh, sort of unofficial, quick way of communication, although it can be very quick for two-way communication, can, can really lead to a lot of breakdown in care delivery, and I'm going to talk about that today in the webinar as well. So in a response to this non-secure uh, text messaging, a number of companies introduced applications onto the market. We are one of those companies. We do have a secure texting app. But secure texting alone, uh, although it adds a lot of value, doesn't necessarily fix uh, a lot of the clinical workflow issues as I'm going to talk about today. But what the secure texting apps do provide is a, an encrypted and secure way for providers to communicate. They can also uh, track and report on message delivery so that the uh, sender can see when the receiver has read a message. A lot of the more advanced applications like ours also support integrated directory features so you can look up other members within the delivery network or the hospital very rapidly. So there's a lot of benefits that secure texting we've seen brought onto the market and we have a lot of statistics and case studies that can be downloaded uh, from our website as well. One of the most striking uh, examples was a given hospital with about 200 beds in Arizona was able to save the FT equivalent of 40 uh, full-time nurse staff back onto the floor caring for patients. 
that they were spending documenting communications with physicians and trying to track physicians down. Uh, so although secure texting does uh, provide a lot of value for uh, our customers, we also see a lot of failure with, uh, with, within this new uh, technology. Uh, we've taken huge steps to address those failures with, with our solutions, but I want to talk about them today. Um, and I'm going to enumerate them right here, and then we'll go into a deeper dive on, uh, on, on those points of failure. One is poor reliability. So one great thing about the pager devices is, is they'll work anywhere in a hospital environment, including the, the basement uh, of a hospital. Secure texting apps don't afford the same level of reliability. Low user adoption can often um, can often put such projects at risk. So if you don't get enough people installing the app and onto the network, then um, then you don't get enough momentum, and the the texting apps aren't actually used. Lack of user inclusion. What I mean by that is some solutions are designed specifically with one workflow in mind. So some companies have a nurse communication platform, others have a doctor communication platform. And so without one solution that includes all clinicians, you, you can't actually close the loop on communication. Lack of structure and policy is really important, and we're going to go into that as it applies to the joint commissions as well. And then lastly, integration. By having standalone point solutions that are not clinically integrated, for example, with a medical record, problems aren't actually being solved. In fact, they, they're being exacerbated. So first of all, reliability concerns. Uh, the typical concerns might be network coverage issues, battery life of the devices, message delay when the data networks are being used. There's several ways to solve these reliability issues. One of them is that the software platform should attempt to continuously deliver messages. As you know, uh, SMS text messages, when you just send them, they're sort of fire and forget, but a platform like ours will continuously try to deliver a message. And then if a, if a platform can't deliver a message, for example, to the smartphone, it could escalate to different channels, such as calling a provider's phone number, even calling a provider's home number using alternate, alternate modes of delivery. Uh, these escalation rules are really important, especially when uh, critical care for patients uh, is being conveyed over these solutions or when there is a time critical patient issue involved. The last thing I'll say about reliability is it doesn't matter how good the software provider is, a hospital has to invest in their networks. So we've seen that with a uh, much larger investment in, for example, corporate Wi-Fi. Uh, solutions so that there's ubiquitous Wi-Fi coverage throughout the hospital that can fix a lot of the reliability issues. But also having, if if you're part of an integrated delivery network, you actually will have enough contractual pull to approach the carriers such as AT&T and Verizon or whoever your carrier partners are and have them put repeaters and transmit the 4G signals into your buildings. Another uh, issue that we come across that leads to project failure of secure texting is adoption. This is probably the number one uh, point that I've seen, uh, uh, the number one challenge for companies. Uh, some of the sentiment that we run into is uh, up on my slide here. You have physicians that want to keep their pager, and for good reason. 
a doctor doesn't want to use necessarily their personal advice for, for work function, especially if, it, if they risk exposing their personal contact information, like their phone number. Uh, other other uh, sentiment is, I don't have time to enable or learn a new platform. I'm just going to stick on my pager. Or, I, again, I, I'm not going to use my personal phone for work. Um, We've managed to solve a lot of these adoption issues at our company. One really good example is our this concept of our virtual pager capability. Our platform allows for a pager number to be essentially installed against a physician's account. So they can actually have a pager number that is uh, separate from their personal phone number. And we wrapped a lot of uh, value-added services around that number, such as when a doctor wants to call a nurse or somebody else, they can actually block their personal caller ID uh, without having to expose it. But really, we see adoption issues being uh, resolved by providing more value than just a messaging platform. And the way we've done that is we've integrated with the medical record where we can provide functions for nurses and doctors, such as seeing the patient care teams, and messaging uh, between providers around a patient-centric focus. And so we're very uh, focused on an end-user experience uh, that, that overcomes a, a lot of the traditional sort of just very simple two-way messaging platforms. Bring your own device policies are difficult. Um, I'll sort of comment on what we see as the state of the art uh, with respect to that. Typically, it's physicians that are adopting the BYOD policies where they will bring their own phone to work and install apps such as the EMR app or the communication app such as ours. Whereas nurses typically are being given corporate uh, devices. Now, <laughs> to really move the ball forward, we do believe that there will be a day where nurses will be subjected to, or you know, the healthcare system will put a, a bring your own device policy place for nurses. Uh, we have a couple of larger hospital clients that have managed to succeed by providing a minimal stipend where they will give, for example, somewhere between $10 and $20 per month to physicians in order to have them use their personal phone. And this really goes into um, how we deploy. So the bring your own device policy is key, but also onboarding. One example is in our system, if somebody tries to message you but you do not have the app installed yet, there's a little link that you click right from the text message that you receive to click and install the app and it takes literally 30 seconds to install. So looking at how you onboard your users is also very important. I'm gonna talk really briefly about inclusion issues. So. We see a lot of point solutions in the market that address maybe physician messaging or nurse messaging, but really these different healthcare functions for clinicians, mid-levels, nurses, and physicians all need different things out of a messaging platform. So by designing a solution that allows you to bring value to all the roles, you're, you're gonna fix those inclusion issues. I'll give a more concrete example. By integrating the texting platform with the nurse call solution, nurses all of a sudden not only have a way to reach other clinicians and doctors, but they have a way to uh, address uh, the, bed, the, the bed call alarming as well through a single application. And we have similar applications for different roles and functions within the healthcare system.
But really, in order to have full inclusion of all users, inherently that means you have to include all devices in your communication strategy. So for example, a hospital may deploy pager devices, house phones, OSERA badges, uh, landlines, and then also have users such as physicians with their own Android and iPhone devices. So by deploying a communication hub, which is able to integrate with all of the devices, you also fix the inclusion problem. One of the big problems that we've seen in adoption of secure texting is, okay, it's time to deploy our system, so tomorrow everybody's going to be able to download the app. So that happens and you have maybe 10 to 20% adoption. You've got a bunch of users on the application. The nurse goes to the medical record and sees that on the treatment team, we have Dr. Smith as the hospitalist. So it might be 3 a.m. and the nurse picks up the texting app and sends Dr. Smith a message. Well, the problem with that is that Dr. Smith actually isn't even on call or in the hospital. So how do you fix that problem? Uh, and it is a huge problem. So you've got these issues that I'm, we're showing you on the screen here. Physicians saying, hey, look, I'm not on call. Why are you sending me messages? I'm not in the office today. Or you can't send me that information without the complete message. I, ne I need more structure in the communication. So we've added structure, workflow, and policy to our system. Essentially, a few examples of that would be we can actually see who's responsible right now for a patient based on the care team. More importantly, when you want to message, for example, the hospitalist on call, in this case that you're seeing, we have a number of required fields that must be entered by the nurse before that message can be sent to the doctor. Our system also integrates with the scheduling platform, so even if the nurse is trying to communicate with the wrong physician, our system will redirect the message to the on-call provider, for example. So those are all examples of structure, uh, workflow, and policy which orchestrate communication to the right provider at the right time. And I've illustrated that uh, here with a, a call schedule that can be actually implemented in our system so that, um, that the nurse can essentially understand who they're supposed to be communicating with based on the provider schedules. But it goes way beyond schedules because what happens if somebody doesn't do a schedule lookup and just tries to communicate with someone uh, by name? You need a system which can actually redirect that communication and say, hey, hey, look, I know you're trying to reach Dr. Smith, but he's actually not in the office today, so I'm redirecting it to an on-call team. So integration is really key for success of these secure texting platforms. And there's several points of integration, both from an IT and clinical side. The example I'm going to give today is a very typical example of what happens when you deploy a texting environment. Um, this is a bit of a, a controversial example because you have a nurse texting a doctor regarding the restart of a heparin. Uh, so this is actually, or discontinuation, uh, this is actually an order and the Joint Commission says it's not acceptable for, for physicians to text orders. Uh, they, they give two reasons uh, for that. They say it's not possible to validate the original sender of the message 
and also there's no record of that on the medical record and I've included the Joint Commission link here. Uh, you can see that in the material that you download as well. So in this scenario you've got the nurse requesting for continuation of heparin and then the physician reads the, 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 the vitals and then orders a restart of the heparin. Um, pretty much ubiquitously uh, this is discouraged in the current state of the art, even the secure messaging platforms uh, don't address this. Uh, what we did at Telemedic was we actually put the order entry into a structured message which gets integrated to the EMR. So basically what we've taken is this restriction of uh, that most of the secure texting platforms have and we've actually enabled them to be uh, able to enter orders through the software. This is a huge um, this is a huge problem that we've solved because over, I would say, 40% of the communications from doctor back to nurse on a secure texting platform touch the medical record and in, in a lot of cases touch order entry. And without structured integrated order sets into the EMR, uh, you shouldn't be deploying a texting platform. So in summary, the the ideal approach to be able to succeed with a secure texting platform is to not use a point solution but to actually use a solution which can integrate with a number of the IT and, and clinical systems within the healthcare environment. This includes both the practice environment as well as the acute care and hospital environments. At Telemedic, that's what we do. We are a communication hub which integrates a number of clinical and IT systems into a consolidated uh, solution that's accessed by clinicians from a smartphone platform. I wanted to thank you for listening to my brief overview of why secure texting has been failing hospitals and how those issues can be addressed. We do invite you to our resources page at telemedic.com where there are a number of case studies, best practices, and templates that you can use if you're looking to implement a secure communication strategy. At this point, I would like to thank First Healthcare Compliance uh, for inviting me to the webinar today and open for any questions that you may have. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Ben. That was a great discussion. Um, you can use his contact information on the screen to email questions, uh, or if you send them to us, we will forward them to Ben. Here at First Healthcare Compliance, we're here to help you with a compliance solution tailored to your business, be it a hospital, hospital network, healthcare practice of any size, billing company, or skilled nursing facility. Please visit our website, 1sthcc.com, or to request a demo, please email us at info at 1sthcc.com, or call us at 888-543-4778. Thank you and have a great day.